0: Assalamu alaykum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. If you've ever seen babies, and I'm sure you have, when they're in their uh, early twos, uh, they often throw tantrums, and these tantrums come about because they cannot resolve situations internally and they don't know exactly how to express themselves. As adults, we also carry strong emotions at times, and if we cannot resolve these strong emotions within ourselves, we end up doing things that are inappropriate, um, sometimes grossly inappropriate. Emotions are a large part of who we are and how we act. And until we get to the point where we have some control and knowledge of our emotions, we are subject to our emotions. So when anger comes, people do angry things. People react in angry ways. People all of a sudden forget the rules of conduct and feel that they are entitled to do what they want. And one should realize that in a state of anger, actions that come out of you are not controlled by you. They're controlled by the anger in you. And anger often feels that it is a victim and because it's a victim It can do whatever it wants in retribution of that victimhood to correct the injustice that has been done. Anger forgets about Allah. Anger forgets about the fact that all things are corrected by Allah and that all things are put uh, into their place by Allah anger believes it has the right of judgment which has been left to Allah so we have to be very careful about the emotions that we carry and we have to be car- we have to try to intend to carry certain emotions the emotion of love is one that we have to intend. And we have to intend that constantly in our being. And it's through love that we are able to alter the other emotions and stop them from coming into being. Love is the answer to most problems. Love has a soothing nature that can correct interior falseness, interior wrong thinking, interior animosities, interior jealousies, interior hastiness, interior rambunctiousness, interior hatred. Love corrects it. But, if we are without love... These things will not be corrected because anger believes that it can alter things externally. It will somehow change the external circumstances around itself so that those external circumstances fit within what anger thinks the way things should be, or judgment thinks the way things should be. The truth is that anger is an internal phenomenon and will not be changed by altering external conditions. So what we need to do is focus on who we are from an internal point of view. And we have to focus on being able to conjure love into our being. And if we can't walk with love in our being, we are going constantly to be subject to all of these inappropriate emotions. We were created out of love. And we will return to love. If there is no love within us, we can't be accepted by love. Love is that which connects us to our Creator. Love is what brings us to the appropriate state of being as a human So if we want to become Insan Kamal, if we want to become true man, we have to become love. Val Mohayyadine painted a picture which he calls the Rocky Mountain of the Heart. And in that picture, there's a big rock that has been split open. The rock represents the heart. And the splitting open represents the opening of the heart. What is it that will open the heart? Love will open the heart. Love will melt the rock that is the heart. And it's only through love that this phenomenon can come about. It will not come about because... Somehow, you feel you've rectified external situations. Does war soothe people? Does mass migrations of people who are running from terror soothe people? Does terror rectify things? Or does it just create greater animosity and greater vengeance and greater need to respond? Someone has to be able to break uh, this chain of events. And who is going to be the one? Sometimes people feel that because they have difficulty in the world and because they've been shamed in the world or because of the circumstances of the world they have to do things that are not permissible under normal circumstances but they give themselves permission because of the circumstances that they believe that they see Well, the Sufi has taken it upon himself to be outside of the circumstances of the world. The Sufi has left the circumstances of the world. A phrase often heard when discussing Sufism is, to die before death is the Sufi way of life. Well, if one thinks about that, and one tries to incorporate that into their being, what does it mean? It means to be dead to the world. It means to be dead to attachments to the world. It means to be dead to praise and blame. It means to be dead to all of the magnetisms and hypnotisms that the world throws at you that cause you emotional Turmoil. It means to be able to stop the emotional turmoil that goes on in your being because you are no longer affected by outside circumstances. You have somehow internalized your life so that the outside circumstances no longer affect you. One of the uh, practices in... Uh, ancient Sufism was to go into isolation for a period of 40 days. Now, this isolation consisted of essentially going into a underground cave where you were denied of your sensory perceptions. Uh, someone would be bringing you water, and a little bit of food every day, and it was supervised in that way. But essentially, you were left alone to encounter the world, to encounter your existence, without sensory perception. If you're going to die before death, you have to understand that sensory perception has to be given up, and the pleasures of sensory perception... Have to be given up. So think about it. Without your sense of sight and your sense of smell and your sense of taste and your sense of touch and your sense of feeling, what would life be like? And where would you go? Where would you be? What is it that you would encounter and that space? beyond sensory perception. Another oft-heard phrase in Sufism is that you have to see with the eyes within the eyes. You have to hear with the ears within the ears. You have to smell with the nose within the nose, which means there is another level of perception other than the level of perception that we are used to in this world. Now, we all know that beneath what we see is a non-manifest world. is a world of atoms and protons and neutrons and empty space. We know that. But we don't have contact with that world. Well, where is the world that we would have contact with if we gave up our sensory perception? Can we imagine being in the place that we come from? Being in the place that manifests us. Now, we have been told That Allah created us from his mercy and from his compassion and from love. So this place that we came from is a place of mercy and compassion and love. It would follow that if we are to understand this place, we must enter into mercy compassion, and love, or otherwise, this place will not be available to us. So if we wish to encounter what the eyes can't see, and what the ears can't hear, what the inner ear hears, what the inner eyes see, we need to get close to the reality of who we are. And the reality of who we are comes from mercy, love, and compassion. And in order to understand mercy, love, and compassion, we must become mercy, love, and compassion. Ba'u often said, only Allah can pray to Allah. What is prayer? And what is that understanding that prayer is? Prayer is becoming the truth and tuning in to the truth. And as long as we are separated from the truth by our emotional havoc, our emotional chaos, we can't enter into The sacred spaces of truth. The sacred spaces of truth are only available to lovers. And that's why it's said, Sufis are lovers. It's also said that Sufis are the sons of the moment. Now, if we take a look at the way we walk through the world our mind is constantly either in the past or thinking about the future. It doesn't settle into the moment. But when you're put into a situation of sensory deprivation, when you no longer look at and interact with the world as we normally see it, you lose your sense of time. You lose your sense of future and past. And you're able to become solidified within the ever-present moment. And Sufis are called the sons of the moment, the ones who live now. They don't live in the past. They don't live in the future. They live in the ever-present now. And we need to somehow be in that moment. Imagine if we lived in the present now. The anxiety of the future would leave us because there's only now. The regrets and anxiety of the past would leave us because there's only now. And in that now is the realm of the truth and the realm where Allah exists. There is no past and future for Allah. There is no time for Allah. There is no way that we can quantify our Creator. So, we need to be able to go into a space that's non-quantifiable and when we enter into that non-quantifiable space we become sons of the moment we, begin, we become put into the moment so part of our meditation should be to give up our sensory perception to imagine or to intend being in a place where our sensory perception as we know it no longer is what controls our being no longer is what gives us the information that we react to in our being we need to go to a a space and a time beyond that sensory perception Sensory perception is stuck in time. We need to go beyond time. And there you begin to live as if you had already gone from this existence because you've left the nature of this existence. To die before death is the Sufi way of life. So in that space where only love exists, where the Creator's mercy is all that is, we need to bring ourselves into that space. And we need to be able to meditate on a space that exists like that. And so what can we do? We can intend to create love in our beings we can intend to create that sweetness in our beings as I'm talking I hear the birds singing and I hear the sweetness of that and the gentility of that and how that is almost directing us towards that place that's real Towards that place that is without anxiety, without the difficulties, without the anger, without the problems of the world. That place exists. And that place is available to you if you allow it to be available to you. But people are so habituated to their anger and to their worries and to their difficulties that they don't know how to live without them we need to learn how to live without them we need to learn how to let go of all that we imagine we need to learn how to let go of the life that we have lived up to now you know one way or another This is all going to disappear anyway. So the question is, can you intend its disappearance and take yourself to the place of truth while you are still in this body? This is the work that we should be doing. It's an internal work to bring us to an internal truth that's only available to us internally. It's not available in the world of the senses. It's not available in the world of illusion. And that's why this world of the senses is called the world of illusion, because you will not find a real resting place in it You will not find your home in it. You will not find the truth in it. The truth exists right beneath it. So it's not like you have to go anywhere. It's not like you have to be in any specific place. If you can just sit still and close your eyes and intend love and block everything else out, You can be swept away into that place. And we have to allow ourselves to be swept away. People are afraid of the unknown. Islam is about surrender. The truth requires surrender. Surrender to what? Surrender to love. And all of the things that hold us from love, Have to be given up. All the things that separate us from love. Have to be given up. All the reasons we have not to love. Have to be given up. All our stubbornness. Has to be given up. All our needs. Have to be given up. All our desires. Have to be given up. All our titles. Have to be given up. All our sense of self has to be given up. We have to learn to give these things up. They are of no value. They only exist in our mind. And if we can separate ourselves from them, if we can separate ourselves from our imaginations of ourselves, we can find our Lord. And if we can find our Lord, we can know our true self. May it be so for each of us. Ameen. Ameen. Ya Rabi lalameen. As-salamu alaykum